Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Film Focus, episode 39, the review for Kingsman The Golden Circle. Southeast and Western. Welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, Thai Episode 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And today's episode is going to be a review, a review that I thought was so far away, way back when, when I was thinking about it back in June, July, and August. I thought September would never come around, and obviously it will, as it does every year. But I was thinking, oh yeah, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, one of the major releases after the summer's over. I'm not going to be talking about that for ages. We're still in the summer, having the best time of our lives. And then summer ended. September's here. September's almost over, and uh, Kingsman's already out. It's been out for a few days now. Uh, I saw it opening day, and literally just because of like you know, is it work and scheduling? I haven't been able to talk about it and put it online until now. So apologies for having you guys wait for so long but yeah just because of like some of the crazy stuff I've had to deal with work with some people leaving and me and a good few other people having to pick up extra shifts days when I'm meant to upload or like you know record for the podcast I'm spent just at work so I'm trying to course correct things and get you know the scheduling back to like you know Saturdays but I might change the Mondays if it's just a little easier on my part but we'll see how it goes but anyway this episode is about Kingsman the Golden Circle, the sequel to Kingsman the Secret Service from 2015, one of the best surprises of that year. And I've been looking forward to this film for so long. In regards to hype, when compared to some of the other like major releases of this year, like uh, you know, Logan, Spider-Man, Homecoming, uh, War on the Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, and all that sort of stuff, probably not as much hype just because the trailers for Kingsman the Golden Circle have been good, but not to that point where I'm just like, oh my god, I gotta see Kingsman. I think mainly just because I love the first Kingsman film so much, and I really like Matthew Vaughn as the director, I was just like, you know what? I was already sold. You didn't even need to give me any, like, you know, marketing material. I just knew I was going to watch it regardless. So, yeah, like, you know, it was, I saw Kingsman, The Golden Circle, the other day, and I am finally ready to give me my thoughts on it. So, this is going to be spoiler-free, though there may be some spoilers at the end. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to have just a minor spoiler section at the end. So, this episode will be primarily spoiler-free. I'll do the whole thing, just completely clean and then right at the end I'll have a cutoff point and then like talk about just a few spoilers at the end cool all right then with all that information out of the way we're just going to do this review just as we do the standard reviews going to talk about the story the characters the presentation and then give you my overall conclusions so sit back relax and uh we're going to go through this film so the story for Kingsman can be described as the following when the headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsman's journey leads them to the discovery of an allied spy organization in the US known as the Statesman. And so these two elite secret organizations must band together to defeat a common enemy. And that is the synopsis of the film without going into the area of spoilers. Now I have to say this up front. Kingsman The Golden Circle is certainly a good film. It's a good companion piece of the first film in the sense that it has a 
very similar and consistent tone, sense of flair, style, and does well to further the core character's story and expand upon the world that you know you got in the first film. That being said, I feel like there are some notable issues about the film that prevent it from being the incredible sequel that I'd hoped for. The plot is pretty good. I like when protagonists in sequels are put in new situations that challenge them in ways that they haven't faced before and they have to, you know, change up tactics and like, you know, make unexpected alliances. And that stuff was really cool, like learning about the Kingsman and the Statesman and how the Statesmen operate, that stuff was all pretty good. Just like with John Wick number two, they find ways to expand the mythology of the world and make you interested in learning more about the statesmen. I feel like the statesmen were, you know, just a nice addition to this world and I actually wanted to see way more of them than the screen time that they got in the film itself. I also like what they did with uh, Eggsy's story and there was just some nice moments in here. Like, you know, is it some nice, uh, interesting moments for the humor, for like, you know, is it some of the more serious elements and some of the more, you know, character-driven aspects. Yeah, like, just overall, the plot is decent. We have a cool new villain that messes with the lives of many people on a global scale, and just seeing the heroes lose a great deal and look for help, with themes of revenge, remembering the past, change and corruption in relation to, like, you know, drugs and politics was interesting. And for the most part, the film just started out really well, but I felt during certain parts in the middle, it just dragged and uh, it just slowed down and there was points where I was just thinking am I bored and I wouldn't say I was bored I was just like just waiting for something a little bit more good to happen so then towards the end of the film things picked up and just I don't know I just found the first plot interesting far more than this one and this film I think the overall plot has the same issue that some sequels have where they take the foundation of what came before and just try to expand upon it in a way where they just say okay you know everybody liked this film so we're just going to do the exact same thing in the sequel except change a few situations around make a few things harder make a few things like you know a little bit more crazy and hopefully that'll be enough and in this situation I feel like maybe less is more and there was just a few things here and there that they could have you know worked around or changed that would have just made the story a little bit more captivating there's certain revelations and reveals that just didn't have the impact that i thought it would have or it should have had um in relation to certain characters from the past certain new characters being introduced and um just overall just the plot just felt less compelling than the first. I think this film also suffers from the fact that Kingsman, when it came out, it was just such a revelation and such a surprise, much like the first Guardians of the Galaxy was. So when the sequel came around, there were such high expectations. It almost felt like this film was doomed to fail from the beginning. And again, it's not like it's really bad. It's just that if you're familiar with uh, sequels, there's certain codes of conventions that uh, you know some of these sequels fall into, and if you've seen enough of them, you know where the story is going to go. Uh, and I just felt like I could guess where certain plot points are going, and that's just a shame because Matthew Vaughan, up until this point, has literally not even made a misstep in terms of like the films that he's directed, and so I feel like he's had his first Christopher Nolan moment 
with like uh, what happened to him with The Dark Knight Rises back in 2012. Up until that point, uh, Nolan's films were pretty much like, you know, consistently great, not a misstep at all. And this is probably like, you know, Matthew Vaughn's like first major, like, you know, was it misstep. And again, that's not to say that the film is pants. It's good, but just not nearly as good as it could have been. Alright, so let's talk about that cast. When it comes to the characters in this film, they were all pretty good. And, you know, before the film came out, seeing the bloody list of people that were, you know, being assembled for this cast was insanity. You know, on top of, like, you know, the cool people that you had returning from the original, like, you know, Taron Egerton, uh, Colin Firth and Mark Strong, and then having all these extra people like, you know, Channing Tatum, Halle Berry, Julianne Moore, Jeff Bridges, Pedro Pascal, it was madness. So um, I was so hyped to see how these characters would like, you know, interact with each other. And for the most part, it's good. But there's certainly people that were, you know, in the film uh, more than you'd expect. And there were certain people that were just left out entirely or you were led to believe were going to have more of a part in the film than they actually did. So, you know, for me, there were certainly standout performances, but then there was also certain people that, you know, I, you know, were good, but just aren't worth, like, you know, mentioning that much. So I'm just going to go through my list and uh, go from there. So firstly, there's Taron Egerton as Eggsy. Eggsy was one of my, uh, you know, just one of my favorite, like, you know, sort of protagonists in recent years. He's such an unexpected hero. And, like, we've seen characters like him before. People who are, like, you know, sort of rough around the edges, but has talent and, you know, natural abilities to become more. But he's, like, you know, doesn't do things by the book. Uh, you know, does things in a way that's sort of unconventional, but still gets the job done. And he has that sort of uh, cheeky, brash, yet heroic nature to him. And, you know, by the end of The First Kingsman, you saw him really come into his own as this, you know, really suave and cool character. And in this film, you can see that he's definitely come a long way from where he was in the first film, but still retains all those fun, quirky, and uh, just hilarious character traits that made him such a fun character in the first film and Edgerton's performance was really good I like seeing where this character went and he got a lot of stuff done um, you know over the course of the film he had an interesting journey and uh, Edgerton was just fun he was really good in this role also Colin Firth as Harry Hart he was great it was interesting to see this character in a different way than we saw him in the first film but um, also just to see him in certain ways and just seeing the way in which his character like you know came back and had um, you know his you know journey in the film was pretty good. Firth continues to be one of these guys that surprises me as well as you know just uh, captivates me. He's really good and I feel bad for not have you know given him a chance you know beforehand in some of these other films because um you know, I know he's a really good actor from all the serious roles he's done, but those films never appealed to me. So when I saw him in, like, you know, was it The First Kingsman, I was like, oh, man, you know, was it? I've been sleeping on this guy, man. He's good. Um, and I thought he was good in this film. However, the way in which, you know, you find out how uh, Harry comes back and the reveal of how he came back was just a little lackluster, in my opinion, and... If he hadn't been shown in the trailers, I feel like I would have enjoyed like his return a heck of a lot more. His reveal in the trailer was just one of, in my opinion, the worst decisions they could have made in the marketing. Um, 
while it doesn't do much to like you know as it completely changed the film i feel like if his appearance had been you know just hidden from the market and it would have been a lot better also mark strong returning as merlin he was great he had a lot more like you know as it uh moments in like you know the spotlight uh especially you know bouncing off of eggsy but mark strong he's great he has that you know really great deadpan kind of humor always straight faced and serious but he had some really humorous moments in this film and i thought he was great um in terms of like the new cast Channing tatum he was good in the film but he was severely underutilized Halle Berry was good as Ginger. I thought she was fine. Um, but again, she didn't do nearly as much to like you know stand out as much as I thought she would. Jeff Bridges was fun. I really liked him as, uh, was it Champagne? At least I think that was his name in the film. He was so funny and just, uh, just great in his Jeff Bridges kind of way. Very charismatic, fun, engaging, and has that sort of warm presence that sort of like uh, envelops you. He's, he was fun. And then there's Pedro Pascal. Good gravy. Him as Jack Daniels, my goodness. Uh, the trailers make you believe that this guy is going to be, like, you know, obviously part of the film, but he has such a major presence in this film, and he ended up being one of the most captivating people in this film, almost stealing the show from, like, uh, Colin Firth and uh, Taron Egerton. His character was super engaging, very fun, and just deceptively captivating he was just a very energetic interesting character and um pascal's performance was just wonderful i know everybody loves him from like i think that narcos tv show and i haven't got around to watching it yet but i really want to watch it now just because i really enjoyed his performance in this film and then there's julianne moore as poppy i was really excited for julianne moore as this new villain because julianne moore is a great actress in most films i've seen her in I like her in and she's just really good so I was surprised to find that Poppy was just just not that interesting as a villain like I liked some of the story elements uh, with what she was trying to do and how sinister she was but I just didn't find her uh, character to be that captivating she was just a little strange but just not really a great villain as compared to like you know was it sam jackson now comparing like you know julianne moore to sam jackson is a little unfair because sam jackson has a certain style and charisma that when you're watching a film with him in it you know you're gonna get something like you know at least worth watching and that's not to say like julianne moore isn't worth watching but in a villain role like you know was it um valentine from like you know the first kingsman film he owned that role he was so funny but he was also he had this right balance of like you know being funny but also really sinister and threatening um but just being overall cool and having this really uh chilled out and uh upbeat demeanor and with poppy she's certainly got like you know it was it the qualities of a good villain it's just that i just don't feel like her character was you know uh written very well and she just lacked a certain style and charisma that you know came with the last villain so she just felt underwhelming in a way and i felt bad because more she did she did okay with the role it's just that i think that the character was just meh you know it was also interesting to see some other actors like michael gammon sophie cookson and emily watson show up in this film 
and uh, Bruce Greenwood, his appearance as like you know, as the president of the United States, he was jokes in this role. He was just fun, just super crazy, charming, funny. Greenwood just owned this role, and he was great. Uh, Poppy Delavine was also pretty decent, but one of the standout roles was bloody Elton John. Good gravy. At first, I thought, oh yeah, they're just gonna use it in a way that's just gonna get pretty grating on me uh, just because he just shows up in such a random way and um, I don't want to ruin anything about him but it's like at first it's just like oh yeah the humor's kind of off with this guy but then Elton just has so many moments with certain characters doing certain things that you just don't expect to hear or see him do and it's just bloody hell this guy's jokes John just has this great sense of comedic timing and just has these really cool, funny, standout moments in the film that were just fabulous. So yeah, he's almost like, you know, the bloody MVP of the film. Like, you know, is it Elton John? Great. So overall cast, pretty solid. Though I would say um, main standouts would be Colin Firth, Taron Egerton, Mark Strong, Elton John, and Pedro Pascal. Alright, so when it comes to the presentation, I thought it was pretty solid. Visually, the film was pretty good. Once again, you have that crazy sense of style, violence, over-the-top, chaotic nature that makes Matthew Vaughan's film so engaging to watch, especially when it comes to the action sequences. Uh, the first film had some of the best choreographed action I've ever seen with some of those crazy long like uh, tracking shots where you have these super long takes of crazy action sequence is done in such a kinetic manner that you're just like how is this done in one take and obviously there's certain like techniques that you can see during certain scene transitions in like you know these sequences where there's maybe a close-up of someone where you could tell that there was a cut here and there but it was done in almost a seamless way that it just made you feel like there was you know literally no cuts at all and it was just really well done and this film continues that in a way that's you know really creative wonderfully shot and really well choreographed when it comes to the hand-to-hand combat sequences and the use of certain weapons straight from the first action sequence which happens pretty early on in the film you know what you're getting on for some of that stuff you saw in the trailers and uh, some of the stuff you they say for like you know later on in the film some of it's really good and some of it's really creative but i feel the problem is with kingsman the golden circle was that I feel like it was just saying, okay, everyone loved these crazy action sequences from the first film. How do we one-up that? So the film goes into that more cartoonish, you know, area where things get even more over the top than before. And even though things were pretty crazy in the last film, there was still a certain level of, you know, groundedness and realism to it. Just enough that it felt like, you know, enough of this stuff could happen um, you know, I guess in a realistic kind of way, but this film just goes a little too over the top with some of those action sequences where you're just like, I think I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, but at the same time, it just feels like it's just a little crazy, a little too over the top. And this is coming from a guy that loves over the top, especially when it comes to his cartoons. Um, if you've seen any of the stuff that I've watched, especially when it comes to regular show, you know that over the top is just my kind of thing, but with this film I feel like some of the action sequences were just a little too crazy and um, a little too over the top and just 
I felt myself just questioning some of the stuff that was going on and just like this is just a little a little silly or just didn't work for me in the way in which it happened in the first film and also again this film has the problem of you know following the first film where uh, you know some of those action sequences was ju- were just so original and fun so when you see this film like you know basically doing the same thing again it's just like uh, I can't help but feel like I've seen it done before but better and in a less crazy manner but you know that's just me also the film score by Henry Jackman and Matthew Marston was pretty good it was one of the things I actually liked about the first film but I also you know found to be pretty captivating in this film as well it has a nice sense of uh, presence drama and really helps elevate some of the scenes it's used in and obviously the soundtrack for this film was pretty good I will say that while there were certain choices that I really loved some of the other choices um, were good but just didn't have that sort of I don't know natural feel that came with some of the use of music in the last film and again since we had the previous film it's just hard not to feel like you've you know been and done some of these things in this new film already except again done better in the previous film so now for the conclusion Kingsman the Golden Circle is definitely a good film and I would recommend it especially if you're a fan of the first film it takes the characters in new and interesting places has some of that crazy action and style that you like from Matthew Vaughn uh, you know, the characters go into, uh, you know, some wonderful, cool, and dark and interesting places. Some of the new cast is good. I like the Statesman. The action, when good, was pretty solid. And the soundtrack, when good, was good. It's just that, as a sequel to, you know, is it Kingsman, the Secret Service, I expected something a little bit more uh, unexpected and interesting. And this film falls into that sort of sequel trap of trying to do bigger and better without you know changing a few things up in a way that you know is it a lot of cool sequels do um and after i watched the film i was just thinking i did enjoy it but just not nearly as much as i would have liked to and it's just it's just a good sequel just not great like it should have been so yeah that is my thoughts on kingsman the golden circle so, have you seen Kingsman the Golden Circle? And what do you think of it? How do you think it compares to the first film? Do you think it's just as good? Maybe even better than the first film? Or are you like me and you feel like the first film was just, you know, leagues better than this sequel? I would like to hear your thoughts in the comment section below. Or if you want to contact me online, you can holler at me on Twitter where I am at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus 55 if you want to drop me an email, it is thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. You can check out this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Any good ratings you'd like to give me is welcome, but also any criticism you have for the podcast in terms of, you know, anything I'm doing wrong or anything I, you think I could do better, please be sure to let me know. This podcast, even though we've been going for like, you know, is it 30 plus episodes now, we're still in a state of flux and change. So like, you know, is it, there's still improvements that can be made. If you have any ideas, let me know. Alright, so this is where this main part of the podcast ends. But we will be talking about spoilers in a few seconds. So, this is where this part of the podcast ends. And if you don't want to hear spoilers, you can cut off right now. So, bye for now. But if you want to hear spoilers, we're going to start that right now. Okay, so welcome to the spoiler section of this review for 
Kingdom of the Golden Circle. Now, I'm not going to talk about that many things. I'm just going to talk about a handful of, you know, uh, elements of the film that are in the spoiler territory that I couldn't get into in the, um, you know, spoiler-free section. So, firstly, the use of Channing Tatum's character. I thought Channing Tatum was going to be in the film a lot more. I mean, obviously, it should have been obvious when seeing the trailer when you saw Anne Channing Tatum and Jeff Bridges in the uh, cast in a trailer you normally assume from that that the character won't be as big as some of the other cast members but I was hoping okay from the way they sprinkled Channing Tatum around he's going to have like you know at least a, a significant role or at least have a more notable role than he did he showed up and had some pretty fun moments with um, Colin Firth and um, Taron Egerton but then the guy you find out who was like you know messing around with some kind of like you know is it drug that's the main drug in the film that everybody gets addicted to and then they end up getting paralyzed and then end up dying if they don't get an antidote and he ends up getting put in suspended animation for a good chunk of the movie and then just shows up again at the end of the movie and that's it and I'm like bloody hell man Channing Tatum is a really fun and charismatic actor who has, like, you know, been making pretty good ascension, like, you know, over the years. And this is the way you choose to use him? So meaninglessly. And this could have been given to any other kind of actor. Okay, so next up is uh, sort of two things that sort of converge into the same thing. Basically, I want to talk about the return of Harry Hart, Colin first character and the statesman's ability to bring people back from the dead now with Colin Firth being announced pretty early on that he was coming back as Harry um, most people assumed okay then is he just going to be there for flashbacks or is he actually going to be back and it's going to be one of like several things is he going to be a clone a twin brother is he going to be a robot or are they going to find some ridiculous way to bring him back from the dead even though he was shot right in the face and unfortunately it was the latter um now if he had had like some sort of twin brother or like you know some clone or something that would have been equally ridiculous but i think i would have taken it over the you know plot element that everybody sort of guessed before the film even had come out now obviously the guy got shot in the face but there was a there was some of us thinking uh, maybe they just found a way to revive him and yes they did the only problem with the way in which he gets revived is that he loses his memories and he becomes an amnesiac but sort of remembers the earlier elements of his life in a more like childlike state and has to be shocked back into um, you know being the guy that we know and love from the previous film so um, I just found it really underwhelming because firstly we all knew he was going to be in the film um, and since he was revealed at in the trailers, you were just like, okay, I'm just waiting for him to be revealed. And then you find out, oh yeah, he's just, um, he's more of a simplified being with a more like, I guess, childlike manner, mannerisms and stuff like that. Um, and normally in some cases when someone's an amnesiac, you just have to shock them back into, uh, you know, being the person that you know them to be. And I just found it underwhelming. One, because I knew that, um, you know, how he had come back, you know, with the eye patch and all that, but also, in a way, I feel like his character just didn't need to be in this film. I feel like Colin Firth's character would have been much better served as, like, you know, was it just um, in flashbacks? Because there is one flashback part in this uh, film where you get to see Eggsy learning about table etiquette and the use of certain cutlery on the table. And I thought that was solid. I thought 
the film would have been better if you had had like you know was it the presence of Harry through flashbacks rather than like you know finding some sort of arduous slash superficial kind of way to bring him back to life and it's not like certain action films or even comic book films to a degree or just any sort of like crazy sequel that has like a really notable character yeah you know there there are a lot of like you know notable presidents for bringing really popular characters back to life in you know was it crazy ways just to keep their like you know was it momentum going but i just wish that they hadn't done that for this film i just wish they had found a way to keep harry's you know presence in the films but limited to you know is it uh, you know his name in like you know is it conversations or having showing up in uh, flashbacks because I feel like it does take away from Eggsy's like you know is it sort of progression um, and also just if it wasn't for the fact that everybody could guess how he was going to come back yeah I, I just felt it was underwhelming and the fact that we saw him in the trailer just took away from some of the you know surprise I mean sure when you hear actors showing up in a film before you know that the film is out that does take away some of the prize, some some of the surprise. But if we hadn't seen how he showed up in the trailers, I feel like it would have been more effective. Because um, then we wouldn't know how he showed up. We just know he was going to be there. So that's just the whole thing. But also tying into that, the fact that the statesmen have an ability to basically take people back to life, bring them back to life with this sort of science equipment where they just wrap some weird sort of. Um, cling film around their heads and then it creates this weird little foam that allows them to like you know is it come back except with like you know a lack of their memories and then through a certain item shock their brains into like you know remembering like some sort of repressed memory that restarts their you know memories from like you know the top up is it's an interesting concept but i feel like it takes away like you know is it um any form of like you know is it um death in the film really because what happens when you have a character um, in a film that you know can be killed and then brought back to life literally a few minutes later it just takes away any sort of um, you know threat really where in this film you can see it like basically um, bloody Pedro Pascal who's actually the one of the key villains in the actual film itself he's killed early on and then brought back and then he ends up being a bad guy like you know is it causing problems for the heroes later on I'm like this wouldn't be an issue if you didn't have this stupid, like, you know, ability to bring people back to life. It's just, I saw it coming a mile away. Once they killed him and then brought him back uh, to be an issue for, like, you know, Eggsy and Harry later on, it's just like, bloody hell. Why do you have this technology? It makes things so easy, but then it creates issues straight away. And I'm like, uh, I didn't like that. I didn't. Um, and also just... As much as I liked seeing Eggsy, like, you know, uh, continue his relationship with uh, the lady from the last film, and then, you know, eventually becoming, like, you know, someone, you know, that gets married into a royal family, um, it was an interesting storyline, but then for him just to become, like, uh, you know, give up his, you know, life as a kingsman, and then just, like, you know, become a fancy prince, I was like, uh... I'm happy for the guy, but this is not really the uh, direction I was hoping that this character was go on. He's still so young, and now I felt like there was so much more adventures that he could go on beyond this film. But I guess, you know, some adventures are long and some are short. But I was just surprised and, I guess, not overly happy with the way in which, like, you know, was it Eggsy's adventures sort of came to an end. 
and then seeing like uh, Channing Tatum like you know was it come to the UK and then you know decide to go into like the Kingsman program was pretty interesting that was that was fun but um overall just some of the uh, decisions that they made with the film uh just you know just it was okay but it just didn't work for me and um Poppy again finding out she was like you know was it this big uh drug like you know was it a distributor hiding as like some sort of pharmaceutical company it was interesting but again it just didn't have the same sort of I don't know relevance and um intrigue that came with like you know was it Valentine's plot from the first film that just felt a little bit more uh I don't know socially relevant and um fun yeah that's literally all the spoilers I wanted to talk about is a very haphazard sort of spoiler section but these are some of the things that I just had to talk about. So yeah, if you made it to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to my rambles. And uh, if you have anything that you want to add to the film and, you know, in the spoilers area, just, again, holler at me online where I'm at the Hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus 55 or via the email thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com or just drop me a comment in the comment section. I would love to hear your thoughts on Kingsman the Golden Circle in a more spoiler-based fashion. But that's me done. Thank you for listening, and until the next time, this is the Hypercity 55 signing out. Bye.